I have a funny story to tell you. Should it be our funny thing at the Yeah, end? but I really want to tell you now. <laughs> it's so... Contain it! I want to tell you now! Contain it! <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. What is it? Welcome to episode 32. Oh yeah, 32. Yeah. Balls. I'm Christina. I'm Amanda. Fuck it. Fuck it. This is, <laughs> this is how we're starting this shit. Fuck it. Fuck it, man. Shit. Well, yeah. How was your week? Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Sweet, me too. <laughs> oh, no. It was just a, um, it was a long fucking week, as per usual. Lots of OT up in this bitch. And this bitch means my body, which means I'm tired and I feel like I'm going to be sick. Like, Sweet. I'm right on the verge of getting sick. But I'm fighting it off. You should probably sleep good tonight. Like, take, when take I, a like last weekend when we were supposed to do something, I was at work and I felt like my head weighed 10,000 pounds. And I was, like, super stuffy. And I was like, I just gotta fucking go home and go to bed. I gotta be a grown-up. If I go out and party tonight, homie is gonna not feel good on Sunday. <laughs> I will not be Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad that you didn't get deathly ill. That I didn't get dead? That you didn't get dead. That you didn't get dead. I'm really glad you didn't get dead. That, that is a sentence. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm back, guys. Everybody was really concerned. We're having some internet issues. Conniptions? Conniptions. Conniptions. And I felt Amanda's bones. Because <laughs> he fucking knelt on my foot sideways. Ouch! Hey. Hey, ouch! <laughs> Hey, I meant that hurt. I'm like, I know, I felt your bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for f- fuck's sake. All right. That's not the right episode. <laughs> Still how I feel. <laughs> Still how I fuck feel. Every day. Fuck bombs today, but. Yeah, so oh, what were I we thought talking you about? said I want to fuck bombs today. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> that is a weird thing. <laughs> God, I just want to stick a grenade in me. <laughs> yeah, and then pull that pin. Do it, big boy. <laughs> hey! I like the rush. you fucking die! No! I'll take it out before it goes. <laughs> it's about the experience, not the actual no, explosion. That's what I call a grenade launcher. <laughs> This move, the grenade, the grenade launcher. <laughs> Dude, that's a live grenade. I know. <laughs> and we are actual females, not dudes. Sometimes it even surprises me. I thought you were talking about the Jersey Shore grenade. No, no, that's not where I went. I went grenade to a physical whistle. grenade. Hmm. Launching out of my vagina. <laughs> can you just imagine? I can't even imagine like having the propulsion to like, be, like <laughs> how many kegels pop. does a bitch do to be able to launch a grenade out of her hoonaha? How many how many hoonaha. peers need That's... to be in there for it to be big enough to just like launch a grenade and not just let it get like, stuck in there and have to actually pull it like out? Like the pelvic thrust, <laughs> the torque. <laughs> <that> <laughs> The third child just oh. fell out of me. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> that took a weird turn, huh? <laughs> okay. Um, and what were we talking about? Um, live ammunition. In your vagina. That's not where we're, we're trying to get no, away from um, that topic. Uh, uh, you were fucking bombs. No, what was before that? We talked about our weeks. Oh, I was going to look up our stats. Talked about your week. We both said our week was terrible. Why do you need a special invite to discuss your full week? Tell me everything. What happened on Monday? At 8 a.m. Start there. I started work at 7. Got a fucking migraine. Went home and hid in the dark for all evening. But I had to work all day still. Because they couldn't let me out. We're in 25 countries now. That's exciting. What's the new one? I don't fucking know. I lost count. Someday we have to, like, just, like... Put it down on a sheet or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. I lost count of where we... Finland, maybe? India. What? Is that new? I think that's new. Finland, I think, is new, too. India. We have seven unknown downloads. And that's since your fucking Franklin cover-up episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a fucking list now, that's for sure. We're on a fucking list. Just know, note that if we are to be suicided, it was not suicide. It was not suicide. Ever. Ever. Never, ever. So if we show up dead, we... it wasn't us. Maybe I killed her, but didn't kill myself. Okay. So we have roughly almost 3,000 downloads. And we're in 25 countries now. Word so homes. We're about halfway down my list. Dude. And we like, I think we got our first like message from a random stranger with no context to it. Yeah. So that was, was exciting. That was weird. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. What is he? He's called us beautiful individual one. Hey, beautiful, right? Something like that. I'm going to say hi on here, but I'm not going to message you back. <laughs> right. Because that's weird. Sup, dude? So if you're listening, and that's why you messaged, and you're not just some creep. Either way. Hi. Hey. Hey. Don't do it again. Hey. Yeah. That's weird. So, yeah. So that's fun. Thanks for listening. Right. For shiz. Also, there's been more, like, activity on the social media pages. Yeah, there has. It. That was fun. I love that it. conversation about hand jobs. Thanks, good. Justin Rimmel. Just a 1980s, 1880s job behind the barn. Just, just a good, good old-fashioned old beef rubby. It's like, no, 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 it's the same thing. <laughs> Sounds drier, though. <laughs> that was a good conversation. Uh, yeah, keep that up, because that's fun. Yeah. I like the, I like the interactions. The Z back and forth. Yes, Rushes. Did you see this picture of my nephew? Oh my gosh, he's such an angel. Is that not the one? <laughs> Balls, dude. All what? right. So sad. Hey. <laughs> Jinx, bitch. 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 Um, so you said you got a story that ended up being a lot longer than you were expecting. All right. Let me fucking tell you. Uh, fucking right. First of all, going down the list, back to our world travels. 
Because that's the only traveling we do is from my computer in my parents' basement. <laughs> I mean, I drive a lot every day. Just no travel. <laughs> just don't fucking go anywhere. So we're in Poland now. Poland. And first of all, you stole the Poland story that because I was like, I need something to do. And then the chick who ended up, their skin ended up in the propeller of that yeah! boat. I like pulled up this article and I was like, we had this conversation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Katarzyna. I was like, nope, man already did this one when we talked about Poland being weird. Still fucking weird. Still weird though. Still fucking weird. Did you do another one of the skinning stories? No, because there's a bunch of them, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Well, there are, because I was, I like, trying to find murder in Poland, and there was, like, 17 bajillion serial killers, and I was like, Poland! Pol- who fucking knew? You're not that big! Get your shit together, man! <laughs> so then I was like, we got. I don't want to do another serial killer, because I just did a serial killer, and it was really depressing, and there's a lot of dead boys, and just... A lot of things that I don't want to think about. Right. So I was like, let's go do a good old fashioned kidnapping. Yeah. Watch it. Yay! My skin lamp. Almost <laughs> well, punched a fucking hole in your skin lamp. <laughs> um, and then it ended up being a murder. Whoopsies. But it's not really a kidnapping either. It's like conspiracy because it was just supposed to be like some rich kid got kidnapped. And then all of a sudden it turned into, holy fuck. I think the police kidnapped him. And rabbit hole. Rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. So I've got a whole bunch of bullet points of how the police fucked this investigation that we will discuss. I but am so ready. It's about to get balls deep. Also, I'm going to state once again that this is in Poland. And I don't mean to sound like an American dick, but I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. <laughs> the way you spell things but i have no idea how to fucking pronounce this shit she literally was sitting here for a good 15 minutes playing different names over and over again and she's like i can't i can't even say those sounds i I don't even know what sound this is so i'm sorry i'm gonna do my best i'm an american asshole and i'm gonna just i'm gonna try i did my best (laughs) i'm gonna try. try my hardest I'm ready to listen to this. I forgot how to say this dude's fucking name. <laughs> the first one we were listening to, Volzimir's, Volzimir's, Olinik. I heard your voice. I know it rumbled. Olinik, do you remember? No, girl, I thought you were writing it down over there. You were sitting so long. I don't know on how it. to write those fucking sounds, man. <laughs> Fucking A. I'm gonna just fucking do the Google yeah, Translate. Just do it. Just type it up every time you have one and play it. <laughs> Dude, it would be the whole fucking story. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Googling Google. <laughs> it's not what I'm supposed to fucking do. Google? Why am I Googling Google? Get out of here, Siri! I said Google and she pops up like, what do you want me to Google? <laughs> so what do you need? What do you need? The government's listening. The fuck? <laughs> Why are there so many Z's? Wolodymyr Zalunik. Wolodymyr Zalunik. Wolodymyr. Well, you're just gonna go with Wolodymyr. That's the American way of saying it. Wolodymyr Zalunik. Wolodymyr Olunik. Olunik. Poland, I don't know why you have so many fucking Z's in all your words, but it's just so many consonants There's all the time. Just a lot of E's. <laughs> so, 
in October of 2001. I can say October. It's fucking fine. It's weird. I love October. It's the best month. It's spooky month. And it's fantastic. Uh, (laughs) Wolodzimir (laughs) Zalunik. That's not how you fucking say it, but we'll go with it. Wolodzimir Zalunik? Gazumkite. Is a businessman from central Poland who had invited some local police officers to his son's new house for a barbecue. I just need to point out that I'm also the one that can't say lightning inning. <laughs> so don't get mad at me. <laughs> um, they get, they, so it was basically just like a fucking party. They had, they grilled kielbasa and drank vodka. I mean, fuck, get it. Fucking get it. Uh, and it was literally like, from what I understood, I think his son that was throwing the party at his house had gotten in trouble with the law. Okay. So his dad, who is like a very well-known, he owns a sausage factory. Sausage! <laughs> invited all the police as kind of a, hey, <laughs> maybe don't arrest him kind of. Hey, but actually- I couldn't really get a clear picture on that because this is also one that I had to translate all the articles I read. So right. some of it was like not coming out correctly. Had to schmooze. <laughs> um, so, but this party was like full of cops. Fucking hopping. Just fucking hopping full of cops. And um the party but it came to an end about eleven PM. So I mean it's my kind of party. Like just <laughs> fucking let's it's bedtime. I please. need you to all fucking please exit the premises. Please leave by nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um one of the policemen said that they all only drank pure vodka because colored alcohol stains the uniform. <laughs> Jesus. So they all came in their uniforms, drank alcohol, and then left in yeah, uniforms? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to say this a lot. According to the official version of the mm-hmm. events, okay, okay. once the guests had left, um, only 25-year-old Christoph Zawalnik, or Owlnik, I don't know, Wal- Valdemir's son, uh, remained at the house. Shortly after the last guest... Last guest left a group of men entered his villa through a closed patio door and beat Kristoff, tied him up, and kidnapped him. Did you round our Kristoff? Kristoff. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. It's fuck it. That's the... It's, fuck it. Alright, so two days later, the kidnappers demanded $300,000 in USD, so United States currency. Yes. To set Kristoff free. Um, it was later changed into euro, and they tacked on an additional fifty thousand dollars because once the conversion rate happened, then they ended up back at they got three hundred thousand basically. Okay. Um, the his family were prepared to pay; they were willing to pay, and they thought Kristoff would be back home. But their ordeal actually lasted for. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So they thought if they paid, he would be back home within a few days, but they were wrong. It lasted almost two years. Oh. Apparently, fearing that they would be caught, the kidnappers contacted his family dozens of times and pointed to new places to deposit money. They would have, um, during those two years, the kidnappers re- repeatedly taunt their the Nick family they were extraordinarily brazen, phoning them dozens of times and sending letters handwritten by Kristoff. Did it again. They warned the family repeatedly <laughs> not to contact the police, but the police were obviously involved from the beginning. Their phone calls, which featured Kristoff's voice speaking about current news stories, were all recorded by police and their letters were also examined, but no progress was ever made in finding Olin- finding Kristoff. Okay. 
In 2003, the ransom in the amount of 300,000 euros um, were, was handed over to the, high, the kidnappers. Um, the bag of money was dropped in Warsaw from the AK road to, I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to say it was dropped in Warsaw. <laughs> the bag of money was dropped in Warsaw. Um, and then there was, I think there was like a tram route, like a train route yep. running right below it. And so it's kind of dropped. And then from what I understood, uh, the pre, the perpetrators actually drilled a hole into like a sound absorbing screen so the family could actually drop the the money onto the route from okay. the train um the ransom drop place was at the left lane and marked with two flashing red battery lights that were used in bicycles and between them two candles ideally for the length of the car between which though they were to stop the car and precisely place the ransom on that spot directly there and then the kidnappers took the ransom and Kristoff was never released. Oh. After years of investigation, the police announced that they had caught the kidnappers. So. Okay. A total of 13 people were accused by the investigators of abduction and murder, including the organizer Wojciech Fernuski and his assistant Slavomir Kosowik and Robert Pazek. Hold on. not quite there yet. I'm going to switch to my paper when I get to it. Uh, according to official findings, the kidnappers imprisoned Kristoff I can't. I'm just going to fucking do Christoph. it. Kristoff. Uh, in the basement of a house in belonging to Wojciech. Wojciech. Okay, sorry. <laughs> according to officials, the kidnappers imprisoned Kristoff in the basement of a house uh, that was owned by Wojciech and who who had planned the full abduction. Okay. Mastermind. Yes. So on September 5th, 2003, uh, Slavomir and Robert murdered Kristoff and then buried his corpse. According to the findings of the investigation, Robert put several plastic bags on the head of Kristoff and held his head so that he suffocated, holding his nostrils. Before his death, Kristoff was detained in inhumane conditions, beaten and forced to take psychotropic drugs, and was basically just chained in their basement for three year, two years. Poor Kristoff. So, um, but apart from the... So here's where... So that's the official story. Okay. Is they kidnapped him, held him for two years. There was this gang of people that were a part of this kidnapping. Right. So, the trouble that people had with it is that apart from the head of the gang, Wojciech, everybody else... That was the lamest sneeze. Oh, it's, no, I tucked it in because I didn't want to, like, interrupt if you were in the middle so of the word. So unsatisfying. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. So, apart from the head of the gang, Wojciech, um, everybody else were just common, low petty criminals okay there were no like criminal masterminds in this group genius level so for them to have been able to evade evade the police for so many years with all their taunting and everything like that just seemed yeah. very like fishy fishy yes so uh Wojciech refused to speak 
except to deny any involvement in the crime. Um, so a little bit about him. His criminal career had begun years before during Poland's era of communist rule. He was arrested several times for burglary and spent many years in jail. It was apparently an environment that suited him and he became recognized as a leader among the incarcerated community. Mm. In 1991, he greeted Pope John II on behalf of his fellow, fellow prisoners when the, they, he was visited in jail by the Pope. Okay. Uh, he also may have worked for the feared... I don't know how to say this, and I'm not even going to attempt to try it. It's that one that we were laughing so hard about. The Sluzba Brezbrida. <laughs> oh, the one that was like... Yeah, so it's translate to security service, uh, which was Communist Poland's secret police service. Okay. Years earlier, um, he traveled abroad, both east and west, which was no simple matter for an ordinary citizen under that regime. So they believe he worked for that, um, and they, that he was a trusted man to be allowed to travel during communist right. Poland. Um, he was found... So here's where it starts to go... Wait a minute. He was found dead in his cell uh, on after his arrest on the night of June, uh, between June 18th and 19th of 2007. He died three months before his trial, and after his death, uh, Wojciech's blood and urine samples were tested at the medical university, uh, and he had 0.4 milliliters of alcohol in his blood and 0.035 micrograms of methamphetamines were found. Okay. According to reports, alcohol and drug use is not uncommonly happened. People figure it out how to do it in right. detention centers. Um, the prosecution's findings did not exclude the version according... Um, they they didn't... There were some people that thought it, they were, it was given to him by security officers at the prison, but they couldn't prove right, it. Right, there's no proof of that. Um However, they did investigate it because it, they believed that there were circumstances surrounding his suicide that were very questionable. They believed that he had been instructed how to commit suicide. Um, Epstein. <laughs> the way his suicide was carried out indicates a good knowledge of human anatomy. The loop was tied with two knots, which is an unusual practice, and the prisoner avoided defensive reactions. He didn't struggle. It just snapped his neck. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, they went to trial, and on March 3rd, 2008, Robert uh, Pazic and Slavomir Kosik were found guilty of murder and sentenced to life imprisonment by the regional court in Plock. And then the remaining uh, 12 defendants were sentenced to imprisonment from one year in prison to three years, uh, uh, for three years to up to 15 years imprisonment. Um, and one of the accused was actually acquitted. Okay. However, uh, Slavomir Kosek, whose testimony contributed to the conviction of the other perpetrators of the abduction and murder, was found dead in his cell on April 4th, 2008. Did he commit suicide as well? Yes. He was suicided! It's all over the world! <laughs> <laughs> the incident occurred in the evening between 9.30 and 10 p.m. The man... Well, he hung himself in his cell in the sanitary corner with a sheet. Uh, and the death was reported around by prison guards around 10.15 p.m. So basically he stepped up on the toilet and then dropped himself down off the toilet to hang himself. That's what they say. Okay. Uh, he was in a single cell. 
The cell was supposed to be monitored um, and was, except for the sanitary corner, due to obviously its intended use. Um, there is still an investigation to this day to see whether or not third parties were involved in his death. Uh, the amount of psychotropic drugs in his system was described by experts as toxic. Um, the victim also had several ribs broken and strayed abrasions on his forearm. Oh, huh. Immediately after Koshik's death, a decision broke out in the media, or a discussion broke out in the media about negligence committed by the police regarding the kidnapping and possible police links with criminals, as well as about the alleged reasons for the suicide um, of Kosick and the head of the group's kidnapper, uh, Wojciech. After the death of Kosick, uh, the letters of the director and the district of the director of the district prison um, were revealed, and he wrote about the poor mental state of. Um, Slavomir's like mental health. Okay. And how he was not, they was not advised to put the convict in a single cell and not have him under watch. And they ignored all of his comments and he killed himself. Or, so they say. Or, yeah. Or it put him in a really good position to make it seem like he killed himself. Yes. So after the death of Kosek, uh, Robert Pazic, nicknamed Pedro, was surrounded by special supervision due to the suspicion that he may also want to commit suicide or die due to the actions of third parties. He was treated as a dangerous prisoner. His cell was constantly monitored. Food was given to him by a ward guard only. Usually other prisoners are the ones that are designed to give out food. So he was under, like, 24-hour guard and was fed only by guards. He walked around like a walker set up only by himself. Um, and from he was he was completely isolated. Um, and on January 9th, 2009, he was taken to uh, institution in Plock because he was questioned in. OK, so he was taken to a different penitentiary uh, because he was being questioned in a robbery and extortion case that they believe he was a part of. OK. And in January 19th of 2009, at 4.40 a.m., he was found dead in his cell. Uh, initial examination when? gave grounds to suspect that he had committed suicide. When? January 9th of two 19th of 2009. Okay, so I thought, at first I thought you said January of 1999. Oh, no. I was like, that makes no sense. I thought it was 2009. Okay, anyways. Yes. Okay. So then he was found dead, and they just said that he had committed suicide, too, and they didn't give details about how he died. Hmm. Um, so the apparent suicides made front page news in Poland. Uh, the justice minister and several top officials in the Justice Department and prison services were forced to resign. Okay. After the third death, Prime Minister Donald Tusk demanded answers. He stated to the media, I will, of course, expect the prosecution, the internal services, to explain all the circumstances of the third suicide in the Olenek case. The public is also entitled to full access to all information so that dark mystery remains hanging, or so that no dark mystery hang, remains hanging over this issue. So then a parliamentary commission was also call, call, uh, called and found a lot of serious issues with the investigation. Well, I would imagine, yeah. So the first conspiracy um, 
several commentators have noted that a lot of features of the case suggest corrupt police officers or other individuals working in the justice system may have been involved in the kidnapping and murder of Kristoff. Uh, in 2004, a forensic psycho psychological statement made to the court hypothesized that police officers could have been involved, noting that the extensive use of police jargon and terminology in the letters that were sent by the kidnappers. Okay, um, so it might have been dictated by someone who knows the mm -hmm. lingo. Right. There have also been a series of coincidences that may hint at inside knowledge. Um and then it also has been noted that kidnappers chose to accept the ransom on National Police Day when an annual ceremony is held to recognize extraordinary acts of bravery or services in the ranks. Huh. Um, Christoph's father always has said that the kidnapping was not about the ransom. He uh, Kidnappers are usually keen to take the money and run. Criminologists say that the kidnappings are commonly resolved in a few days, for better or worse. In the Olenek case, the hostage was kept alive for almost two years and then murdered after the ransom had been collected. Um, Christoph's body was found in 2006 um, on exactly the eve of the fifth anniversary of his kidnapping. And he had been buried in a forest two meters deep and wrapped in an iron mesh so that his remains would not be unearthed by wild animals. Before his death, Kristoff had spent almost two years, like I had said, chained to a wall in a cellar. Right. Uh, so his father believes that the criminal's real aim was to take control of his meat factory. <laughs> they just want all my meat. They just want all my meats. Uh, he also revealed that he received several suspicious business proposals a few years prior to the kidnapping, but turned them down when he found evidence of corruption, such as an opportunity to buy a state-owned meat plant for an unbelievable low price. Um, some of these proposals said, uh, were made by politicians and very high-ranking police officer officials. Okay. It was the same officer who supervised the early stages of the investigation, with so many mistakes that were made. Huh. So the high-ranking official that was covering this case was the one who had been making the deals, trying to make the deals with him about purchasing different so what businesses. what makes this meat factory so important? That's a good question. They said that it's a state-owned meat factory no, at a low price, or... That was be. a... They were trying to get him to purchase that too or something it was i don't know what all the deal, was deal about, but, but yeah i'm confused but okay i mean i get where it's coming from but there uh basically there were quite a few officials in the government that he had pissed off by refusing to do deal business deals with them. right <laughs> by not playing the games right um and the effect of the kidnapping Kidnapping on um, Olenek's company was almost immediate. Banks became suspicious and tried to terminate his credit arrangements, and the company became vulnerable to a hostile takeover because he had this ransom hanging over his head, so no banks wanted to invest money in it. And, right. Um, there's also been suggestions that the case might have been connected to Christoph Olenek's own business ventures. He was involved in the steel trade which according to police was infiltrated by organized crime at the time okay um christoph's best friend and business partner was charged in 2009 with involvement in the kidnapping but denies any responsibility and is still actually awaiting trial 
So he's involved with nefarious characters either way. Right. Okay. Um, there was speculation that the kidnapping and his death was faked. Um, it was speculated multiple times by police that the kidnapping was fake, that he was trying to get money out of his father. Right. Um, and it had, it was like disproven and they brought it back up and they discussed it again and it was disproven again. Is it just so, another like red herring to kind of like, well, look over here, look over here, look possibly. over here. Okay. Um, it kind of was dropped and said, no, that's not possible. And then I was like, well, maybe it's possible. And then, you know, kind of as evidence came to light. Um, so, but in 2007, the prosecutors uh, initiated an investigation to confirm whether or not basically the body was Kristoff. Um, so they exhumed his body um, and they did a DNA test in order to confirm the reliability. And on March 9th, 2010, it was confirmed that the exhumed corpse belonged to Kristoff. Okay, so he is dead. So he is for sure dead. Okay. Um... So this next last bit is all of the, basically all the ways this investigation was fucked. I am so ready. So on February 13th, 2009, the, basically the courts in Poland um, appointed a commission of inquiry to investigate the circumstances of the kidnapping and assassination of Krzysztof Olenek. And the results of her work was published in 2011. And it basically lists... Um, all of the irregularities in the Polish law enforcement agencies during this investigation. So the first thing is the investigation was entrusted to the prosecutor's office to policemen from the Plock police station who had, uh, who were at Kristoff's the night he was kidnapped. So that all of those cops oh, that were at his pot party. Yeah. They were the ones that were given the, so they should have all been like, they were all there that day. They should have all been investigated, possibly. Right, they should have all been. Because they were the last ones to see him a lot. Huh. Okay. Uh, the prosecutor that was kind of put in charge of this case had never been to the abduction site. And some of the most important notes were left out of the files provided to the prosecutors. And despite the fact that the kidnappers contacted the family dozens of times, the police did not once check which number they were calling from or attempt to track the number. So that's fucking weird. Yes. Like, that would be the first thing you do mm -hmm. after they call once. You're like, okay, let's get you hooked up. And they called repeatedly for two years. Yeah, let's get it hooked up so we can get this going as soon as they call the next time. Yep. In okay. June of 2004, a car was stolen in Warsaw from two police officers from the criminal department of the provincial headquarters in Random, which contained 16 volumes of investigation files of the kidnapping of Olwenek. The police were charged, so that car was stolen with those files in it. Right. The police were charged, but soon prosecutors did discontinued the proceedings and no, nothing else came of that investigation. After the files, all trace of those files were lost. The car was stolen from Central Station in the center of Warsaw under the watchful eye of many cameras and random pedestrians, and nobody saw anything, and there's no recording of the car being stolen. So, I mean, if it isn't something that's questionable, at least it's, like, terrible, terrible record-keeping, and... They, well, that even the crime rate in that area was so low that it suggests that the theft was commissioned. Like, it was right. set up to Not be stolen. likely that it's a thing that just happened. Uh, the day after the theft, um, 
Kristoff's father received an anonymous letter stating the files were made to disappear. It is good that they were, there were no policemen with them at the time of the theft because they would also have to die. Oh, damn. Everything indicates that the source of the leak about the files was a person from a narrow circle of prosecutors and policemen participating in the investigation because no one else knew the files were going to go to Warsaw. Right. Uh, in the letters to the family, I did say this already, the hijackers use police jargon. Um, they, there are reasonable suspicions for the police to cooperate with the perpetrators of the abduction. Um, they think that the police were actually working with the abductors because they would get a witness that said, hey, I saw this happening. And then shortly after, the witnesses would start receiving phone calls threatening them. Okay. Um, so an anonymous man would call and begin to threaten the witnesses saying, "I like there were witnesses that they that saw him be kidnapped and all of them were either were threatened and um, and even one of them, a guy and a woman, a man and a woman saw them and to the amount of threats his fiance was testifying against his husband, her fiance saying, I didn't see anything. Oh, damn. Cause she was scared. Right. Okay. Um, the bandit, there was another, there was a woman who actually recognized one of the members of the people. Like they, she's, she saw something. I don't know how, I don't know if his house wasn't like, it wasn't off. It was kind of in a neighborhood. Okay. Um, and she thought she recognized one of them, but shortly after completing, after like reporting it to the police, um, two men approached her and she met and like tried to take her. Oh, and she managed to escape and ran into, a, like, a neighbor's apartment. Um, and the description of the attacker later did match um, Fernuski, the head guy of the gang. Uh -huh. um, so she believes that it was him that approached her. Did you just poke yourself in yeah. the eye? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I was tickling my nose and it slid off and poked me in the eye. The so here's another thing. You're so That's dumb. Just so dumb. <laughs> I was like, I saw that happen. Like, oh, You're stupid. <laughs> so the police never checked for fingerprints, and they never like compared the fingerprints to any of, of the like perpetrators as they were arrested. Um, the police did not instruct the family how to talk to the kidnappers or how to record the telephone conversations. Police did not write down the serial numbers of any of the banknotes given to the hijackers. Dude, now I'm just annoyed because, like, seriously, if this isn't a conspiracy against this fucking family. I think the fucking cops did it, man. Yeah, like, they're just dumb. You're just fucking stupid. Yeah. So, there was also, this is, this is, you didn't even let me get to it. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> there was a video, like a VHS video of security footage okay it shows Wojciech franuski on october 28th 2001 the day after the kidnapping buying a phone in a hypermarket from this phone number the bandits made the first calls to the family demanding a ransom so they had video of him purchasing this phone and they just shoved it in a drawer and never gave it to the prosecutor never like so how did they did know anything that, with it? But if they didn't track the phone number or the phone calls, how do they know that it was from that phone? Policemen, because they sealed they sealed it in two thousand and one, 
And then that evidence came to light in 2005, right when they announced, hey, we found who kidnapped them. Oh, so originally, mm -hmm. the investigation, they did not track it. But when it came back up, they were right. like, oh, there's all this evidence nobody really talked about. Right. Okay. So the saleswoman who sold the camera, or the, the who sold the phone, uh, confirmed that as early as 2001 with the Plock Police Department. And... Um, and had they had come and talked to her and asked about the buyer, and oh, nothing shit. had been done, and they did not use any of her information. Nine in two thousand January two thousand and three, nine months before the kidnapping, um, Christoph's father received an anonymous letter from, in like anonymous letter saying, "Mr. Olenek, I did not want to scare, but I know that Christoph is in danger." I heard that the kidnappers were going to kill him. If you can, look for Aruna's Petrowski boxer. He is hiding near Norway, blah, blah, blah. I can't say the name of the town. And then it says, contact him. Um, today, that was the name of one of the other guys. Okay. So he was one of the people that kidnapped him and helped him hold him. He was another one of the... this was before... This was... Um, nine months before he was kidnapped. I meant January of 2001. Sorry. Okay. Nine months before he was kidnapped. Okay. He got a letter saying your son's in danger. Right. He's going to be kidnapped and mm -hmm. one of the people that are involved is this person that. And Olenek gave them uh, that letter to the police, but the, op the cops didn't do anything with it. Um, in June of 2008, before the... Please tell me more. Yeah, I will. Okay, so in 2008, before the final verdict was read on the, in the trials, a sewer pipe burst at the provincial police headquarters. I was say, what else fucking happened? After 16 cleaners noticed that the bottom of the building, where the material evidence stores are located, was flooded, it turned out that the shit got into a room rented uh, by the management, uh, basically... All of the files for the Olenek kidnapping case happened to be in happened the, to be in that room. The one room that actually got so boxes and bags filled with shit and pee Gross. were moved to another place, and they they were able to salvage some of it, but 231 material evidence from the Olenek case was destroyed. Sweet, fuck it. It's not like we got to look at that anyway for most of the time they were investigating this. Right. And then six phone calls, which the police took after searching the company of the wife of the boss of, so Fran Franciuski's boss, wife, were stopped and returned after a month. There is no trace of the files of anyone examining them. So they had, like, taken phone calls from her and were trying right. to... They never examined it. Um... Uh, on July 24th of 2009, a defender of the kidnapping, um, so one of the defender, one of the prosecutors, I'm okay. sorry, for Kristoff's case, um, there was a break-in in their office and it resulted in the loss of three laptops, two cameras, and two volumes of files with case materials. Um, one of the stolen computers contained particularly valuable material, an interview with um, a retired commissioner, um, and it had about 200 pages of, it was like a retired police commissioner, and it had about 200 pages of interviewing in it. Um, 
Another. Shit's gotta be on lockdown. Yeah. Like, where, where the fuck is the security on this shit? Even if, like, oh my god. So okay. another member of the Parliamentary Investigation Committee on August 17th, 2009, their apartment was broken into. No money or other items were lost, but the information on the stolen computer was entirely based on the public documents of the Olwenick case. Um, oh, and then in 2015, god. four volumes of files disappeared in unknown circumstances from the district court. Um, they even did an, uh, an investigative experiment carried out the night, um, in 2012, um, to show that it was not possible for, um, Franuski to enter the house through the balcony, let the kidnappers inside and leave no trace. Cause when they kidnapped him, his house was spotless. There was nothing. So... And the conclusion is that someone had to come in and clean up his crime scene, the crime scene. Right. Before it was noted that he was kidnapped. Because they, he had cornfields, I think, all the way around him, or fields. So for them to break in and not bring any kind of dirt or anything. Right. Because they, they believed that the gang was waiting in the fields for the party to end and everybody to leave. And when that happened, they came in out of the field and broke in through the patio it's door. It's fucking frightening. Yeah. But... There was, the the crime scene was clean. Um, There was, like, no no evidence of anybody even being in there. Right. So it clearly was cleaned up. Right. Because how else would he get kidnapped and nothing be there? Exactly. Um, So there were, so that's kind of all of the police fuck-ups, which are many and makes me think. bungled police Makes me think the fucking police did it. Um, additional theories have been put forward that they believe that it could have been part of a bizarre business deal in which the victim was originally being held as collateral with the full understanding of the Almanac family. Like, they were, had gotten involved with the mob and right. the, they said, your son is being held prisoner until you pay us back. Right. Give, um, give me monies. Well, and then even then it seems like if that is the case the police or people of authority would have to be in on it too because Mm -hmm. why else would it be able to go so far without any sort of real investigation? Right. Um, They actually still have a team of prosecutors concentrating solely on the night of the kidnapping and the events leading up to the kidnapping and right after the kidnapping and they're still digging into the house which is empty and they still have people looking into trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Like, this... And... It's the 2000s. It's not like the 50s mm-hmm. or 60s. Like, they know. You right. know what you're supposed to be doing. It's right. It's known that's, by people that aren't why, even law enforcement. That's kind of why I was like, I don't fucking understand this. It's not like it's 1982. They were recording and tapping calls in the 80s. So I'm right. not understanding why you didn't know how to fucking trace a phone call in 2002. Or take fucking fingerprints. Right. Or, you know, fucking share evidence. Mm-hmm. Or, oh my god. Or, you know, keep tabs on things. That's one of my biggest fucking pet peeves is when I'm listening to something or reading something and they're like, and the files were lost. How do you fucking lose a file for an, an open case? Yeah. Like, how do you just lose it? Just got lost in transit? Like, that's fucking fishy as shit anyway. Okay, anyway. So, the last mystery, (laughs) before I wrap this up, is a few months ago, investigators analyzed police footage of the scene shot in 2001. Okay. There were patches of Kristoff's blood, or there was patches of blood and a few stains 
um, that they kind of caught when they rewatched the footage. So they went back and found traces of DNA in these bloodstains, but they do not match any person involved in the case. Neither the known kidnappers, any of the family members, and they, like, pulled up the couch and there was blood, like, underneath the couch cushions. Whoever fucking cleaned it also did a shitty job. Right. But it doesn't match the DNA of any of the people involved in the case. The known kidnappers. So someone else or any is family involved members. somehow. Yes. Or, well, how does, so, how is there so much blood of someone else? All they know is something it's, fucking weird happened. Something went wrong. And someone... something happened that night that they have not been able to figure out. Did it happen at the party? And nobody's talking about yeah. it? Did it fucking... Who who died? Because it wasn't him. He died two years later. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's that much blood, you would think that that would... Ugh, right. It doesn't match him anyway, so why does it fucking matter? It ends with a another fucking rabbit hole that another no fucking... one fucking knows. What? Dude, this is too many of these. Last night? So la- I was researching this last fucking night because I... Because of who you are? Because of who I am as a person. Yes. I fucking procrastinated. And I was like, well, I'll just do a, like, I'll do an easy, like, quick kidnapping, bing, bang, boom. And it was. The first page and a half, that's all the kidnapping was. Then the rest of it was. And I'm fucking researching this. And my dad's like, are you researching? I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. Balls deep in my computer right now. Yeah. And so I'm typing and he goes... You know what I saw in the news today? <laughs> Tom, I don't got time for your shit right he's now. Like, trying to fucking, I'm like, I've got my hands on the keyboard and I'm looking up at him and I'm like, just staring at him like. It's like, I'm really trying to be cordial right now, but I'm is, busy. This is interesting. Okay. Are you, uh, okay. I'll go back to, like, I'm just like, cool. And I just can't feel so bad, but I'm like, I, it goes all the way to the top, man. Dude. Made me feel like that meme. I was just gonna say, did you feel like you had to like whip out the yarn and start like connecting and start connecting dots? Like, and this person was fucking here, and then there's. But what about the fucking blood? What about the blood? I think it's a cop that a cop did it. Whether because there was because of the the fact that I was all of the articles were translated. Uh I think some of it got lost in translation. And there was only one article I could find where it was, like, they were throwing this party to kind of smooth over something that his son had done. But they, that wasn't in any of the other articles, and there was not a lot of details about it. So I was like, yeah, I don't really know for sure. But if that's the case, maybe one of the cops came back after the party, and they got into it. See, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he did something, and then... Or, like, it went wrong, the kidnapping went wrong, and someone ended up getting, like, stabbed or shot or something mm-hmm. by him, and then that, you know, then they beat the shit out of him But my, co- But the him. thing is, is it's, it's, why two years? You know? Like, if it had, if it was, like, a, a cop came back, they got into something, or, you know, blah, 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 but it's still, the, the, the fact still remains that they did kidnap him and hold him for two years. It wasn't, like, a crime of... Right, there was a plan. There was a fucking plan. And the two years, I'm sure it was to just make sure that they 
they were trying to cover their tracks. So, like, at first when I was like, I wonder if he's not fucking dead. Like, I was, like, all gung-ho on that theory until they were like, just kidding, we exhumed his body. It's death him. He's He's dead. dead. He fucking did. Um, But I was like, maybe he was in on the plan. Yeah. And then they turned on him. Maybe. Or... I don't fucking know, but whose blood is found in the house? Like who? Who, de- who else? Hey, who is dead? Who else is dead? Because that's I. Yeah. I, I mean, how else is it going to be there? Enough to be washed up and then lift up the cushions and be enough to actually test. It wasn't like somebody had a fucking nosebleed, right? And it's not any of the family members. It's not any of the known suspects because they tested all of the known suspects. So there's 13 known suspects. None of them match it. None of his maybe, family members do it. Maybe it was one of those low-life thugs. And like I said, maybe they went, something went wrong. They got, he But none of those back. matched them. No, but I mean, like, he did. Oh. And they got rid of his body, too, someplace. Got with a it. fucking mesh over him so he didn't get eaten by animals or pulled up by animals. Got it. I got so, what you're saying. I smell what you're stepping in. You smell it? Yeah. <laughs> So Dude. I thought that was pretty interesting. I've never heard of that before. That's I know. really intriguing. I was, I, going to, like, doing it by country has been kind of fun, because I just get to, like, find a fucking shit. random case, and I'm like, I've never fucking heard of this before, but it's very intriguing. <laughs> I found a few good ones to do later on, but I fucking went real lighthearted today, because after the delve into the fucking Franklin cover-up, I needed to just, like, not think about murder murder rape abuse any of that shit my anxiety was like not good the last couple weeks and so i was like i want i like i want a case that doesn't involve the murder of children i don't Uh like it (laughs) that's when i was talking to justin i was just like i don't know what to do i'm supposed to think of like a lighthearted thing and he goes uh good luck i was like yeah but hey we've done it before (laughs) right i'm like i think the biggest thing is that it just can't deal with Raping and murdering children. Yeah. That's, like, that's that their is... biggest thing. And he sent me a th- few of them. And then he was like, so did you decide to do one of the ones that I sent you? I was like, no. No. I don't like it when people give me suggestions. I found, I found something else that's way more lighthearted, so. <laughs> All right. Shall we dive on in? Oh, sure. Just gonna be funny. I wouldn't say funny. A little fucking weird. I'm gonna make it funny. I'm gonna tell you about Cleveland's Balloon Fest of 1986. Oh God, I've heard of yes. <laughs> stupid Cleveland, stupid, <laughs> stupid Cleveland. Oh, this is funny. That's I was just like, you know, we're just gonna go ahead and go with the straight like, Cleveland, you're stupid. No one murdered nobody, <laughs> except they couldn't find people in the water. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's it's more things like they had litigations afterwards because of the issues they had it with Cleveland the stupid <laughs> just kidding Cleveland. so it's real fucking short yeah. but it's fucking short <laughs> it's fucking short because every article said the exact same fucking thing because it's just the story of what happened and where it went from there so the Cleveland balloon fest was Can planned you wait say balloon again balloon <laughs> you say balloon so funny balloon balloon <laughs> balloon I don't know why you say it that way. How do you say it? Balloon. Balloon. When you when you try it, when you concentrate, balloon fest. You say balloon. Balloon fest. <laughs> you say balloon. 
I mean, that's how it's spelt. It's weird. I know, but like when people <laughs> normally say it, I'm like, oh, look at your balloon. But you you really pronounce the A, the all, and the un. <laughs> You're aware I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, right? I know, but you really get into that all and un. <laughs> We're all about the fucking vowels here. <laughs> so the Cleveland balloon. <laughs> now I'm just fucking overdoing it. Now I'm it. just fucking with you. <laughs> The Cleveland Balloon Fest. Let me just drop it down into real Minnesotan. The Cleveland Balloon Fest was planned by the United Way of Cleveland in Ohio. Ohio. You can imagine that. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Fucking shit. All Let right. me go ahead and start that over no, so it we're makes sense. Leave it all in. Dude, this is not going to make any sense. It's fine. I haven't even said a whole fest. sentence. Not even one. Not even one sentence. <laughs> okay, go. The Cleveland Balloon Fest was planned by the United Way of Cleveland, Ohio, who was planning to set the world record for the amount of balloons released. <sighs> Stupid. Sounds. Like a lot of litter to me. Honestly. So how many turtles were murdered because right. Cleveland wanted to set the world record? Like, don't even use plastic straws because that shit just save the turtles, man. Turtle, fucking, turtle, fucking a. Felt but really real Californian there for a second. Save the turtles, man. Save the turtles, man. <laughs> <laughs> but. This, I mean, it had to have been pretty cool looking. Oh, like, I'm sure. Honestly, it was, I've seen videos. It is pretty bomb. And it was supposed to be like this big com. public event. So they had a lot of people involved in it too. In the public? In the publics. All of the public. All the public. <laughs> it was a real public, if you. No? Okay. We, this is falling off the rails real <laughs> fast. No one's going to know what the fuck is happening right now. It's I would be confused. I'm confused and I fucking wrote this. Okay. <laughs> like, where are we? A fucking Republic or Cleveland? I'm confused. We're in fucking Cleveland in the public. In the, in the public, a public event. It was a public event in Cleveland. So, in 1986, the Cleveland Balloon Fest was coordinated by Balloon Art by Treb. Okay. Okay who was based out of L.A. and ran by Treb Haining. If you can imagine, his name is Treb. It's in the name of the balloon art by Treb. Yeah, got it. Okay. He sounds like a real douchebag. Whose name is Treb? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But T-R-E-B. That sounds no like other a way. name that would happen today. He would have a beard, black glasses, and fucking vape cotton candy bullshit all the time and wear, like, one of those hipster hats. And just smell like patchouli and cotton candy. Fucking. Calm down, Treb. No one fucking cares. Treb also would have to be wearing a bow tie and suspenders. But he would never sell balloons because. Hashtag turtles. (laughs) Hashtag the environment. Um... (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Hope you're not like Treb. Because you're real turned off now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, it took about six months to prepare for this event between planning, building structures, all that fun stuff. 
there was a rectangular shaped structure that they made that was 250 feet by 150 feet and was about three stories high to hold all the balloons. All the <laughs> balloons. The structure was covered with netting that was made of mesh to, to hide the catch body all so the, the animals couldn't get it. Oh my god. Watch the pizza plate. No. I won't. <laughs> what? I'm just letting you get your body words out. <laughs> like, I just... I, where is this? Where was I? The mesh material. You said a mesh material, and I immediately went back to my story where we had a mesh material to hide the body so yes. the animals couldn't get it. So yes. I was just trying to... My Sorry. ADD is like, I'm reading, middle of the sentence, I'm like, wait, what'd you say? And I'm like, now I don't know where I am, hold on. <laughs> there is no multitasking when reading for me. <laughs> Go back to your story. Anyway, so they made this netting out of a mesh material <laughs> to put on top of this structure to catch the balloons that they filled with helium. Okay? Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, where was I? Because that's not even the full sentence. This was made in the public square of Cleveland, so it's like the head mecca of Cleveland. Loads of people volunteered to help fill the balloons, uh, including 2,500 students, plus more volunteers from just the city alone. Can you imagine, though, if it wasn't helium and they just had a whole bunch of people in town square just passing out because they're trying to fill up all these balloons with all their the breath? Them and they, we got another one! Get, he dropped, just drag him over, just keep going. Just. You know what I don't get? Why they made that mesh top? Because nothing's going up there. We're just blowing them, they're falling to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guys, that's why... That, there's fucking helium machines <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh. God. Stupid. I just can imagine people just being like, fuck, okay. <laughs> we'll start doing that now. <laughs> it's like hours later. Or they don't do helium and they fill up that entire thing with breath balloons and then they like release the netting and the <laughs> like, balloons oh, just... It's just Falls, like, around onto the blocks around it. Yes. Like a little balloon flood. Yes. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of those it. fucking games I play that they yes. have the stacks of the <laughs> yes. things. And then as soon as you hit it, it's like... <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Sorry, folks. The original plan by the United Way was to release about 2 million balloons, but they stopped at only about 100.4 million, or 1.4 million. Hashtag so, slackers. I know, what the fuck. Uh, there was even a sponsorship that was, sponsorships that were sold by children for, they would make a dollar for every two balloons for the United Way as like a mm -hmm. fundraiser. So that, I mean, that's kind of cool, right? There was a rainstorm moving in on the Saturday they were going to release it, release them, September 27th of 1986. So the organizer, organizers decided to release the balloons early in order to avoid the rainstorm. Mm -hmm. So they released them at 1.50 when they were planning to release them closer to like 3.30, right? Okay. Okay. When they released the balloons... They rose from Cleveland's public square, breaking the record from the previous year for the 30th anniversary of Disneyland. So okay. they had just 
made that record. Don't they have to let like air traffic control because of flight plans and Oh, are we getting there? Okay. Oh girl. Sorry. <laughs> oh girl. No, it's it's they can't just I do wouldn't it. say it's worse, but it's fucking worse. You can't just you can't just fucking do that because there's there's flight plans and stuff. But can you imagine like being in that structure as they let go and you see like you can see it's like a ceiling of balloons. Yeah, that would look cool. God, that's but can be you sweet. imagine like it being set for something and someone accidentally like tripping and just releasing it so nothing's recorded? It's just like fucking <laughs> like somebody accidentally bumping a fucking Domino's yes. fucking line and you're like all the I'm sudden, sorry. All the balloons are released. Nothing's recorded. It's I'm not sorry. on TV. <laughs> What's for? It's that fucking what is it called? That GIF of uh, Homer Simpson just disappearing into the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Tell me the so tragedies that happened because of this. Now. When the helium balloons collided with the cold front that was bringing in the storm, the rain and the cold front pushed them down back to ground before they had deflated because usually when a balloon when a balloon goes up into the air it doesn't come down until it's almost like fully yeah. deflated but because of this cold front and the rain pushing them back down they were all still inflated when they got pushed to the ground <laughs> i've seen videos of them like in the lake yeah <laughs> yeah um so it completely covered the earth around mm -hmm. there it clogged up the waterways and covered the land in different, like, <laughs> roads and shit. A beautiful cascade of uh -huh. balloons. And this was all, like, northeast Ohio, so it, like, went up over. Yeah. Fucked shit up right there. <laughs> there were some reports of the balloons washing up on the Canadian side of Lake Erie <laughs> for days afterwards. Yeah. I bet you the Canadians are, like, walking along the beach, like... Oh, for Pete, oh, the fucking Americans, fucking, uh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry. sorry for swearing, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. This I'm just... sorry. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> We're offending so many people today. <laughs> First Poland, I can't talk. I'm just a stupid American, so we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> then our fucking, fucking trips, hipster hipster friends. Trips. <laughs> Everybody in California hates us. Canada, Canada is just passively, aggressively mad at us, but and they then still... And just called Cleveland stupid, like, nine times. Fucking <laughs> Cleveland. I'm more of a Cincinnati slash Dayton. Oh, God. Area. <laughs> also, on the day before the release, on September 26th, two fishermen, Raymond Broderick and Bernard Solzer, went out fishing, and then they were reported missing by their families the next... the day of the release. Mm-hmm. Their boat was spotted at being anchored by the Edgewater Park breakway, so, like, right on the edge. And the Coast Guard, but the Coast Guard and the rescue teams had a very tough time reaching it because of the, quotation, asteroid field of balloons <laughs> that they had to maneuver around. Right. They also tried to spot the fishermen from the lake with a helicopter, but... But with the floating mass of balloons, it was impossible to see any movement in the water. Well, and I imagine, like, a life jacket and, like, the bright balloon colors are going to look exactly. the same, so... Exactly. So... Stupid. Unfortunately, oh. well, I'm already, like, halfway done it's with fine. my story. But unfortunately, the two days later... Why are you... I'm going to kill it. 
Two days later, on September 29th, the search was suspended because the, I'm sorry, the search was suspended and the two fishermen's bodies washed up on shore not long after that. Oh, that's sad. Because they couldn't do anything. Like, they couldn't right. see anything. It, there was, it was fruitless. So they suspended it in order to try to clear things up before they, you know. I didn't know they died. Yeah. That's depressing. Way to make fun of it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's kind of day it is. Fuck it. Fuck uh, it. One of the wives of the fishermen sued the United Way and the company who orchestrated the event for $3.2 million but and later settled out of court for an amount that was undisclosed. So Okay. So she did, I mean, she did get a settlement, but it doesn't really get her husband doesn't back. Doesn't bring her husband back. Yeah. Balloons that landed in Medina County, Ohio, fell into the pasture of pasture that was home to Louis Nawazowski. <laughs> God bless I'm, you. I'm like, every time I read it, I feel like it's wrong, but it's right. Um, home to Louis Nawazowski's Arabian horses. The horses <gasps> Those are were fucking expensive yeah. as fuck. Yeah, the horses were spooked. And suffered permanent injury, injuries as a result. So they panicked, started Broke running, hurt themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Broke legs. Whatever damage may have happened. Uh, following Arabian, this... Hold on. Arabian horses are like... My mom used to, when she lived in Florida, she used to manage a, like a horse farm and work with Arabians. And they'd like sell them and bring them in and stuff. They are... Like, those are not... Like, horses are expensive, but Arabians are, like... Oh, no, I know. Beamers. Yeah. Of, that's fucking... Oh, stupid. Uh, so, following that, Nawazowski sued the United Way as well mm -hmm. for $100,000 Which in damages. is, I would say, cheap. Right. I'm sure, like, one horse maybe got, you know, mm -hmm. and also settled outside of court. So, right. there's no... There's no way to know what he actually got. Right. Burke Lake, Burke Lakefront Airport, called it, <laughs> had to shut down their runways for 30 minutes after the obstruction of the balloons landing on them. There were also traffic issues and collisions where drivers swerved to avoid the slow motion blizzard of multicolored orbs. This is all a quote <laughs> from an article. <laughs> I'm sorry, why are you swerving to miss balloons? Just fucking hit them, they're balloons. Or they just took their eyes off the road to gawk at the overhead spectacle. Why are you fucking... You're driving a Guy. moving vehicle. A three-time moving vehicle, man. <laughs> fucking wash your mouth. <laughs> and for all this trouble, in the next copy of the Guinness Book of World Records in 1988, it was reported as the largest mass balloon release with... Hold on. The largest mass balloon release, releasing 1,429,643 balloons. That's it. That's all. They got a, a note in a book. And you, can you imagine how much money they ended up shelling out? Right. And they killed two people. And two people are dead. And they broke... so fucking stupid. It's just so much. Cleveland! There was no plan Hashtag for... Hashtag do better, Cleveland. Well, it's just so, like, 
plan for the worst. Not even like Cleveland. be United be prepared. Way, maybe? I don't right. know. Right. Just but either way. Just people. People. I just because this guy's out of L.A. Treb's out of L.A. He's the one who fucking, fucking put the shit together. Well, of course Treb's out of L.A. with a name like that. Jesus Treb. Christ. Um, but I'm I'm still stuck on the like car accidents. They're fucking balloons. Like, right. Why are you just hit the fucking thing and then like I'm gawking at your fucking drive. <laughs> but can you imagine if you were like unaware of everything happening and it got blown into oh, your town I'd and you were like, like what over. the fuck you know, right that you know normal people fucking just pull over if they can't see very well because of balloons i mean i guess i've never <laughs> had that happen to me but but then again i'm one of those people that like when a bird flies into my window i'm like oh god when i'm driving so i mean yeah I guess. exactly <laughs> i like duck when i go under bridges and i feel like they're too short yeah so i suppose but yeah i'm like i'm just I did watch a couple of the videos of it. It is really fucking cool looking. Like, I get it. But you gotta plan and whatever for the worst thing that could happen. And maybe fucking little science, little science, math, all that shit together where... You could have asked any chemistry teacher in Cleveland. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah, there's a cold front Any coming. science teacher in Cleveland could have answered the question as to whether or not they should have released the balloons. And no one... Fucking thought to ask. Maybe not. You could have asked any like ninth grade who had gone through basic science question. Which it makes me laugh because they said specifically said that twenty five hundred students helped with it, and no one thought, "Hey, I took ninth grade science, and I know what happens when a cold front moves in." and Right, and rain is is affected by gravity and so, is heavier than helium, so it's going to push them down, man. Yeah, no, no one, oh, cool, okay. <laughs> God, <laughs> shit. No, it's just, I just thought it was, I stumbled upon it because I was like, what is something that's not going to be so dark that I'm going to want, have nightmares still? Because I've been having a lot of nightmares. Now you're going to have balloon nightmares. <laughs> no! <laughs> Made me just, think of it. You're like smothered in balloons. The one balloon. In balloons. Guess what? What? It also comes out next month. You and me. It too. You and me. Mm, yes, bitch. Yeah. Yes, bitch. bitch. Happy birthday to me. It comes out right around my birthday. We're gonna go. Maybe. Maybe we could go. Go to a matinee. A matinee. A matinee. All right. That was a good story. Thank you. It was really short, but I just needed something that was not going to no. stick in my brain for a it's little bit. It's a good bit. one. It's a good one. Should I, uh... Tell me the funny story you wanted to tell me. I'm so fucking dumb, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> tell um, me something I don't know. <laughs> I've told you about cute guy at Casey's that I think is cute. Yes. That I flirt with. That you're like, tell me if he looks like he's 16 or not. Have you seen him? I don't know which one you're I've talking about. I've told you about. his fucking name. He's got a name tag. He's there every fucking morning. I don't fucking stare at their name tags. I run in. I run out. It's not... The kid with black hair that's very gay. <laughs> Is it? He's kind of got blonde hair. He's got blondish blonde hair. Like a hair. dirty blonde dirty hair? blonde hair, yes. Okay. And it's not And he kind of looks a little scruffy? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I it's think not, I know which one you're not talking the one about. with like the... He's, there's two of them. One of them has like the shaved sides yes. and the hair that I like. It's not that one. Yeah. It's the guy who's got like kind of... He's kind cute. Of a messy. Yeah. He's cute. 
scraggly hair. Not scraggly. I wouldn't. It's well, short. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just not. It's kind of. It's actually curly and short. Yeah. Okay. He's I think it's like dirty. I'm just <laughs> saying it's it's like got motion happening yeah. in it. He's cute in a scruffy way, and he's super like I don't know. I flirt friendly. with him every time I go in. And okay, hold on. Friendly. I'm so uncomfortable. So I'm so fucking dumb. The day before I go in, and I like usually go in and get something for breakfast, like whether it's like a protein bar or just like a bottle of milk or something, just because mm-hmm. I never eat breakfast at home and I'm hungry by the time I get to work. So I go into Casey's, get like one thing for breakfast, and then like, and I usually do that before I go to work. So I'm always in like around the same time. And so I walk in the door and he's like, oh, I'm always so glad to see you in the morning. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, it's because I get to go home soon. And I'm like, oh, so I'm just like, your I'm clock. like, your alarm. And he was just like, well, no, I'm glad to see you too. I'm like, yeah, just save it. So like, <laughs> I was like, tomorrow I'm going to come in early and fucking throw you off. So now then you're going to be screwed and have to stay here longer. He's like, that's so mean. So then I like left Thursday and I was like, oh. Fuck, I really do have to come in early tomorrow. So, like, I come in at, like, 5.30 this morning instead mm-hmm. of 6.30, almost 7. And he's like, man, we talked about this. You're not supposed to do this to me. And I was like, you're fine. It's fine. So we have the conversation. And then he was like, all right, we'll see you later. And I was like, thanks, you too. <laughs> Every time I fucking leave the gas station. Just fucking Wait. So I turn around, (laughs) and I got a breakfast bowl this morning. I turn around, there's a fucking guy standing there, and I almost ram right into him, and I go... (laughs) Oh no, your whole breakfast bowl. (laughs) God, you're an angel of grace. And I just stand there for a minute... Like, not believing what just happened. I'm just like, now I have to turn around. And like, fucking... I just said, yep, you too! And then... he fucked this up. Fucking threw my breakfast bowl all over the floor. (laughs) And I turn around like, do you have any napkins? (laughs) And he's like, dying of laughter. I was like, I'm so sorry! And he's like... That was a mistake! I made a mistake! He's like... Is there another breakfast bowl back there? And I was like, I think so. And he's like, well, why don't you go get it? You can just take it. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) And I was like, I'll help you clean it up. And he's like, you don't have to help. And I was like, like, but I do. I do. (laughs) But I do because of shame. <laughs> oh god and then I'm like walk out and I'm like beat red and I was like this is why this he, is why no he's never gonna forget you <laughs> <laughs> remember that girl that like threw her breakfast bowl <laughs> all over the place after being like you too you too they get that all the time see you That's later you weird. too see, see you later or he's like thanks you for coming time. or something and I was like you too and I was like Nope. <laughs> I mean, whoops. Whoopsie oh, daisy. No way to fucking go. I'm, um, fuck is... that up, huh? No. Fuck that up. <laughs> now nah, you'll see him tomorrow. It'll be fine. Well, and then the one time, like... Oh. <laughs> 
so he told me he had like three days off because we were talking about vacation or whatever and I like the next day I rolled in and I was like I had not brushed my hair because it was Saturday at like 4 a.m so right. I hadn't brushed my hair I had a sweatshirt on and like the biggest sweatpants I own I was like <laughs> he doesn't work today I don't care I walk in I'm like you oh. told me you were off today <laughs> He's like, no, that's tomorrow. I'm like, oh, God. And I'm, like, walking back to the thing. I was like, oh, fucking God. <laughs> I look like I'm homeless. <laughs> this is not a good look. It's fine. I've already ruined it. It's fine. It's fine. I just threw my breakfast bowl on the ground. It's fine. Oh, oh shit, Nielsen. I'm just gonna die alone. It's fine. Oh my god. I, you know, I love it when you speak so positively. <laughs> Instead of just being like, my take on it, he ain't never gonna forget you because you danced with your fucking breakfast bowl right onto the ground. <laughs> and it was like literally slow motion where I like juggled it like a couple of times, like a wave, <laughs> and like popped it from hand to hand before it. Splooged all over the floor, and I spurt painted it. And And the breakfast bowl—I should maybe explain this. Not only is it like like gravy, it's—it's got eggs and cheese, and then it either has like ham, bacon, or sausage, and then it's got like potatoes on top, and then it's like gravy, like the the biscuits and gravy stuff. So it was like not like just wet. It was like wet. It's just like a hot, wet plop on the floor. Woo-hoo! I'm just saying, who's going to forget that? They'll forget that you said you too to an inappropriate comment, but you danced at the fucking breakfast bowl. How many people come in and fucking just spike their breakfast food around? Fucking, fucking Probably not many. Spike just their like breakfast addicts and like. I mean, I've seen a few of those there, so. <laughs> I know. So I'm sure it's happened, but oh. on for different reasons, not for accidentally running into somebody. Actually, not for panic spinning because you said the wrong thing and running into the person coming in. <laughs> At least you didn't smash it onto that person's shirt. You're right. It could have been worse. It could have been so much worse. Try waitressing and accidentally dropping the coffee as you go to put it on the table and it lands in their lap. Not fun. Not oh, fun, my friend. I would be like... Luckily, got a little on you there. Luckily, I'm charismatic. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, I'm so sorry. And you just, you just, I don't know, you schmooze him. And if it's an old man, it's all right. It's all right. He it's probably all right. needed like, some okay. warm liquid down in that region. <laughs> I needed some warm touches down there. <laughs> We're not done. Don't eat yet. I, but I'm, they want to be eaten. They jumped right out. Can you, we got to finish this. Fine. Thanks for listening. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> you can uh, follow us, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, ISW the Podcast, or send us an email at iswthepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, keep listening, downloading, rating, subscribing, doing all the things to the things. Interact with us. We like to interact. And we have no friends other than each other. And sometimes we question that. <laughs> 